Welcome to the WP Tonic Podcast, brought to you by WPTonic.com, a WordPress maintenance and support service for business owners. We talk to the leaders in WordPress, business, and online marketing communities, bringing you insights on how to grow your business and achieve success. Welcome back, folks, to the WP Tonic Show. Um, it's episode 331. We were supposed to have a great guest this show, and I'm going to totally butcher her first name and surname, and I've been causing hysterics for my co-host by doing it, and that's Mochess Love. She was going to join us today, but unfortunately, she's got a family illness, a severe illness, um, and she hasn't been able to come on the show, but she has um, booked another date with us and um, she will be coming on the show she's a lovely lady she's been on the show before and a great guest and very knowledgeable about social media so she'll be returning after she um, but have her in your thoughts because she's dealing with a serious family illness and I'm on holiday folks I, I've been unleashed from the WP Tonic Studio, and I'm recording from my sister's spare bedroom. Um, so I'm in holiday vacation mood, so anything could happen. And we have brought up uh, a last-minute topic. Can you tell the audience, Cindy, a bit? Um, so first of all, let's introduce my great co-host, Cindy Nicholson, and maybe you can also tell them what we've decided we're going to be talking about during this show, Cindy. Absolutely, Jonathan. Um, well, I hope you're enjoying your holiday over there. Across, I did, I did my destruction of our, our proposed guests. Well, you know, we can only hope. We'll keep working on it, Jonathan. Yes. Um, yeah. So, hi everyone. I'm Cindy Nicholson from thecoursewhisperer.co or .com. I actually, Jonathan, just got Ooh. the .com, which was really kind of cool. But now I need to do all the transfer overing of stuff. So I haven't done that yet. Ooh. More work. It never stops when you're running. It never stops. So it is now thecoursewhisperer.com. And I help entrepreneurs that want to create online courses and help make it easy to create courses that are engaging and effective and get real results for their clients. So Jonathan and I were chatting before um, and talking about what kinds of things our audience might want to hear about. And so, you know, one of the things I keep facing is, you know, I come across the same things, the same mistakes that entrepreneurs make when they're creating online courses. And so I thought Jonathan and I could talk, you know, over this podcast about, you know, some of the most more common mistakes we see me from a content perspective and Jonathan from a tech perspective when it comes to creating online courses or membership sites. So does that still sit well with you, Jonathan? Totally, you know. Yeah, and like I say, thank God you thought of it, Cindy, because I was in holiday mood, so uh, I wasn't really in the right place, was I? <laughs> That's okay. We'll keep you going here, Jonathan. Yeah, exactly. Uh, you know, I'm in the UK, folks, back to my homeland, having my tea and crumpets, my afternoon tea. I've got my cup of tea, my English tea here. And uh, my sister has been looking after me very well and bossing me around as well as older sisters do, don't they, Cindy? That is true. I've got two older sisters, so I know what that's like a lot. Yes, there we go. So um, let's start with you, Cindy. Um, what do you think is number one on your list of major mistakes that you've seen in based on your extensive experience? Cindy? Yes. Well, part of my extensive experience is being a student myself and taking online courses and seeing these mistakes 
over and over and over again, which really, which is one of the reasons what prompted me to go into business to help other entrepreneurs because, you know, so many people are so good at what they do, but they struggle with kind of, you know, translating that into learning material. So anyway, my biggest mistake, guaranteed, hands down, is that people want to include way too much content in their course. And yes, they want to produce a version of warm peace online, don't they, Cindy? Well, exactly. And they feel that if somebody is investing in them, that they want to give them anything and everything that they know um, to feel like this, this student can you has imagine, value. Can you imagine, Cindy, if Tolstoy had been a course creator? <laughs> <laughs> no, I haven't imagined that, Jonathan. Thank you. <laughs> You would have never never finished the course, would you? No, that's true. And there's so many courses out there that I haven't finished because the content, there's just way too much. Either the videos are way too long or that there's just way too much information or data to sift through. And so that's, that's probably the biggest, from a content perspective, that's the biggest mistake online course creators make is they think that they need to give, um, Every detail, every everything that they know to the minute detail. Well, in a way, it's kind of, in a way it's kind of linked with our previous interview with old Isaac Topkin, wasn't it? Or Conveyor, your um, micro learning, isn't it? It's kind of linked in a way, in some ways, isn't it? Yeah, and you know, one of the message he said last week is, you know, one of the ways to address it is to just have smaller lessons. So rather than having a 30-minute or a 60-minute lesson, break it down into a five-minute lesson. So you may have, you know, more lessons, um, but you can, you know, teach one different teaching point in each lesson so that you, so you have a five-minute lesson then your students can go away and do something with that information, apply that information that you just taught them, and then kind of go on to the next lesson. Whereas if you have something that's 30 minutes long or 60 minutes long, the first 15, 30, like it's gone. They're never going to do anything with that information that you've just taught them. And it may be brilliant, but people won't take the time to go back and redo things. I think... Quality versus quantity is, and do you know we've we've had some discussions about this, haven't we? Online and offline. Um, so watch some of our previous internal shows, folks. But um, doing some pre-testing and cutting back, but keeping the quality high, but cutting back. Unfortunately, and it's not criticism; it's just easier in some ways to think a ton of content. Is is providing a ton of ton of um, value, but it doesn't really work that way, really, does it, Cindy? No, and and this is the way I kind of like to think about it: is you know the 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 people who are investing in your course, they're, they're not investing to get content; they're investing to get a result. As they're investing to get something to change in their life. And if you can do that in 12 lessons versus 40 lessons or, you know, in two hours versus six hours, then your students want that. People aren't listening to these long videos anymore. They want to get in and get out just because their lifestyle, the way we've, you know, designed our lives these days Mm -hmm. is not conducive to these long lecture style courses sort of thing. But the problem Mm -hmm. is, is that's all we've known, right? 
You mean these English guys that tend to waffle a bit, Cindy? Uh, um, no, but fundamentally, um, it's very similar to web web design, Cindy, is that people um, actually web design is rather complicated, um, even though the technologies have got a little bit simpler. Um, what I mean by that is that web design, after you've done a bit of it and you work with clients, you know that you, your home page doesn't want to be war and peace, actually. It's actually, you want the core message to be there, the core offering, what, why somebody should stay on the website, and one major call for action, right? Um, and you also got some requirements that Google wants when it comes to SEO. So it's always a bit of a toss-up, really. Um, but basically, as they progress through the website, they're showing interest. They're showing that whatever you're showing them as they progress from one of the major navigation pages and then they go to a more internal page, they're showing con intent. And as they show more intent, you show them more information and more detailed information. And in a way, as you were speaking, in a way, maybe that's how a course should be structured that even if you've got a large course, maybe the first few lessons and then, and as they progress in the course, you can then show them more and more information. Is there some kind of linkage there maybe, Cindy? Um, you probably, I, I think the first few lessons might be a bit, you know, more introductory in terms of kind of, you know, getting them warmed up and getting them used to how you've structured the course in terms of activities and stuff. Um, and so I think future lessons can still be a bit, can be a bit more complicated and can be a bit more involved. I wouldn't necessarily go longer per se, um, but the, the complexity about what you're talking about can definitely um, go up as you get deeper into the course because they're, they're increasing their expertise as they go sort of thing. Yeah, when it comes to the technical side, folks, you know, um, the good news is fully ho fully hosted solutions or um, a self-hosted solution using um, the best CRM system at the present moment, which I feel is WordPress. You're sport for choice, basically. That's the good news. Um, the bad news is um, have, having some slight notion where you really want to take this when you get if you end up with the best result that your heart and your vision sees. So um, don't plan it in minute detail because it's basically not worth the energy. But having some general um, points and idea where, you know, you might sell physical products or you will be seen um, having multiple courses or you might be building this out um, to a level where you really want a unique design, having some idea where you're going to take it, which will help you choose a platform that will allow you to get there without having to change platforms in midstream, if you understand. If you're going to keep it a very simple course and you have no vision of ever building extra courses, probably going with a simple um, SaaS um, set up is probably the way to go. Probably WordPress isn't the right solution. But if you're going to plan to have multiple courses and you know that when you get the money, 
or you really want a top individual design and you probably want to sell physical products or other digital products on your website and you know that's in your heart, probably a, a self um, WordPress and a self-hosted solution is probably the, the way to go from day one, isn't it? So that's my first tip. Have some idea where where you're taking this ship, really. Yeah. And, and just to kind of second your point there, Jonathan, it's funny, a lot of the clients that I work with, they're often coming to me to create a course. So one course, usually kind of their signature course that they want to create. So it's a little bit bigger, but not, I haven't come across one client yet that thinks that that's going to be the only course that they create. This is like, you know, once you start one, like the ideas of all of the multiple courses that you could create to just keep coming and they get really excited about it because they see the potential of what one course can do. Then they start thinking about all of the other courses to do, that they can do. So it's good advice from a, like when you're first starting out, um, but it is um, good to keep an eye as to what the long-term perspective might be. Yes, what was your number three thing or number two that you feel um, on your list that people make mistakes on in Cindy? Well, I, um, I, 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 I just always go back to my clients and like, what advice do I keep saying over and over and over and over again? The first one is content, like cutting back volume. The second one is, um, and I say this often, just because you say it doesn't mean they're going to learn it. And so what I mean by that is uh, you have to, okay, have to is a strong word, but I recommend that you have activities or follow-up or application, some sort of uh, things for your students to do after you finish a lesson. So if you've got that one five-minute lesson, always have something for them to do after in order to practice or implement or just kind of internalize the information, whether it's printing off a tip sheet, whether it's in, in some sort of um, activity you want them to do, always have them do something uh, so that they can start to internalize it. Whereas so many courses I've taken, the person talks for 10, 15 minutes, and then they're like, okay, well, you can go on to the next video. And then you're kind of just sit there going, well, that was nice information. And then it's gone. Like you don't do anything with it. So I, my kind of the mistake I often see is that they don't have, you know, these uh, worksheets or exercises to do as part of their course. I think that's fantastic advice. And um, with the, with the SAS, with the SAS platforms and certainly with WordPress, with some of the modern learning management systems like Learn, Lifter LMS and Learn Dash, um, they both both of those WordPress learning management platforms come with great quizability and gamification, and all the bells and whistles that um, that you really need and listen to Cindy's advice there. Um, I think we're going to go for our break, Cindy. Where, um, and when we come back, we're going to delve a bit more. And I think it's my turn, isn't it? When we come it back, it is. We're coming back, folks, in a minute. Do you want to spend more time making money online? Then use WP Tonic as your trusted WordPress developer partner. They will keep your WordPress website secure and up to date so you can concentrate on the things that make you money. Examples of WP Tonic's client services are landing pages, page layouts, widgets, updates, and modifications. 
WP Tonic is well known and trusted in the WordPress community. They stand behind their work with full, no question asked, 30 day money back guarantee. So don't delay. Sign up with WP Tonic today. That's WP Tonic.com. Just like the podcast. Coming back, your main host is on holiday mode. He's been set free. Cindy's the stable one. Uh, um, so, uh, and before we go on with our previous conversation, before the break, I want to speak about one of our great sponsors, and that's WP Fusion. What is WP Fusion? Well, it's a plugin for WordPress, and what it does, it in your stack, your technology stack, um, you there's two major elements: WordPress and your CRM, and like Active Campaign Drip. There's a host of them. And they're really two really important elements, like I say, in your technology online stack of technologies. And having them be really communicate really tightly um, is really important. And that's what WP Fusion does. It really puts your CRM and WordPress on steroids. And if you've got a membership website, it's a perfect solution. And it enables you not to be... Let's put it this way. If you ever decide to change CRM with a few clicks of buttons through WP Fusion, you've got everything reset up. So you're not um, entrapped. And that's the beauty of WordPress, folks. You're not entrapped with a SaaS um, learning system. If you ever decide you want to move hosts, move people, um, WordPress allows you. And with this plugin, you're not entrapped with a crm you can move and what the beauty of it is it's easy to set up and they've offered wp tonic exclusive offer if you go to the wp fusion website they've got a load of training videos on there and it supports 40 of the leading crm so it, it will with little doubt support the one that you're using um they're offering 25 percent off for um and they offered us a unique coupon code and that's wp tonic or uppercase one word and you go to the wp fusion website and use this coupon code you will get 25 percent of any of their packages and that's exclusively only to the listeners and viewers of wp tonic so it's a fabulous deal and i highly recommend that you do that so um on to the conversation um, I think number mistake number two is if, if you're hosting yourself, um, you've got to have quality hosting. Um, I, can't, I can't describe with you the amount of people that we've come to and they're having a nightmarish launch and a nightmarish experience and they're blaming WordPress for it. But the truth was is that their hosting never was capable of even supporting a launch with, let's say, 20 users. As soon as they start using, more than five people start using their website um, at the same time. It just, the experience is a nightmare, Cindy. So your $3 a month um, hosting account is, isn't going to work, Cindy. So what, what kind of problems do people face if they don't have the right host then? Like what, what, what specific things will happen to them? 
Well, those really cheap accounts were really at those bargain prices were set for sites that get no traffic, don't get any results. And also the way they work is, um, I've forgotten the technical word um, that describes this, Cindy, but it means when you have um, actual e-commerce and membership websites have unique requirements than a generalistic site don't need. And it's to do with users actually signing in and utilising the resources of the database at the same time. There's a word that describes it, but I've, as I said, I've forgotten it at the present moment on my holiday mode. But it, um, it basically puts a lot of strain on the database and the requirements. And these really cheap hosting plans will not be able to cope with that in any shape or form, Cindy. So what should uh, what should somebody be looking for? Like if they're thinking that they want to have a membership site or whatever, what kind of features? Well, they tend, they tend to go, when they start to look, they tend to go um, berserk, actually, Cindy, and then they look at a VPS. That's a virtual private server. And you don't need that either. Um, you, you certainly don't, you shouldn't go with shared, cheap shared hosting. But then, they've, then they're sold by some hosting provider, a, a VPS, and that's over the top. What you need normally is better shared hosting, or hosting itself is in a bit of a change at the present moment because through Amazon and definitely through um, Google, Google now offers a lot of hosting providers their own technology when it comes to hosting and the hosting providers are putting their own unique interface on the resources that come direct from google right so the the world of until about two years about 18 months ago two two and a half years ago um there were three hosting could be divided really into three separate buckets you had Shared hosting, you had VPS, which is virtual private server. So it's it's like a uh, an area of a server that's just totally dedicated to you, right? And then you had you bought an actual physical server, which could be managed or managed by yourself in a data center. So you you had these three. Um, unique buckets right well that's totally changed now because you've got um amazon and you've got google cloud and you've got some other providers like digital ocean and they provide a kind of virtual infrastructure that kind of overlaps these three buckets and mixes up everything so in some ways it's hard to explain than two years ago where you had these three separate buckets and a lot of hosting providers still use those terms because it just makes it simpler to describe to the user base but it's become much more overlapping and diverse zindi so um i'm just going to throw out some names which i think can provide um, value for money. Um, the best value at the present moment, um, but not the best in this list, is SiteGround. And you can get something in their dedicated WordPress hosting from um, 7 to $14 a year. That's probably going to do the job for you. 
Um, WP Engine is a reputable company, not the cheapest. Um, you're looking at around $35 to $40 a month. Um, you can look at Kinsta, um, and their basic plan starts at 30, 29 around $30. Um, the problem with WP Engine and Kinsta is that with their starter plans, you can only have um, one website. You can't have a website and a subdom on a subdomain. And I normally like people to have their marketing site on one on their main domain and have their uh, membership and and learning management system on a subdomain. Right. right. So um, just ask some questions and just educate yourself, but don't fool yourself that uh, a free to five dollar a month account is going to really work out for you. That's the main point I want to take. Yeah, and it's interesting because, uh, again, often with all of these expenses of becoming an entrepreneur, you want to minimize. But if you are having pe- multiple people using your site at the same time by going through your content, you want to make sure that you can support it so that you create a really good client experience. Well, it, it, the, where this really shows up is if they're using their smartphone and they're using their tablet really when it comes to actually utilizing this cheap that's where it's going to be really really become a really terrible experience and um, a lot of people won't tell you they just dump the course won't they especially if they're monthly they're just gone and they won't tell you that it was one of the main reasons why they left is they couldn't even get access to the content yeah yeah no that's true that's a good point right what's your next point Cindy well, my next point's a bit more, it's an advanced uh, tip, you know, because I, I see it time and time again, but I think it's a, it's one thing that uh, course creators can do to really, um, I, I call it productizing your information. Oh. And so what I mean by that is, is, you know, in your course, you're going to teach something. You're going to probably teach a process, a how-to of something where you're going to give you know, step-by-step instructions of how to get from, you know, point A to point Z. And and what I recommend, you know, when, you know, and I've done it for all my clients, when they're doing this, when they have this process created, package it as their signature system or their their personal formula that they're that's unique to them as they're putting out their course so that because otherwise people are like, well, I can just get all of this information for free online, which is probably true for a lot of the information, but it's not packaged in the way that you've presented it. So what I recommend usually is when my clients have, when we've outlined the course structure is we package it as a formula or as a signature system or as their own unique process. Um, and we actually create like a visual of that process and we put it in the beginning of every video just to show that you know this is my unique process for you know if you were to create a course on i don't know building a website jonathan you'd probably have your own process that you do step one step two step two step three etc so i recommend once you figure out what your process is package that as your own unique you know mr jonathan denwood's process to you know creating amazing websites and um, 
again, that's something I don't see in courses that often they just share information of how to do something, but haven't packaged it as their own unique signature system. So that's one of the things that I recommend is how can we package it so that it's now a product um, that you can offer as part of your marketing as well. I don't know if that yeah. No, totally. I think it's a fabulous um, insight there, Cindy. But it's really also, to me, as you were talking, about two years ago, I decided to really focus on membership and learning management systems with an emphasis on WordPress um, as the speciality in support, building, anything to do with that when it came to WP Tonic. And ever since I made that decision, the company's done better every three months. It's done better and better. Um, it's called Nisha Fine. I call it Nisha Fine. I'm not even sure there's the actual word, actually, but it sounds good, doesn't it, Cindy? Um, find your niche, basically, but Nisha Fine sounds better to me. Um, but it's the same, you know, you are, you know, by doing what Cindy just said, you're kind of um, making your product STEMI niche and you, the actual. Um, you're, you're adding more value to your target audience, really, aren't you, Cindy? Yeah, and you're giving them a, a faster process to go from A to Z. Because again, you know, there isn't really a lot of new information out there. What you're trying to do is simplify the process for them to cut down on time. And if you've got, you know, if your your students know, like, and trust you, they're going to value your opinion and follow your advice. And you want to just give them the shortest path possible to get there. Mm. My insight is not so much technology. It, it's more to be business aware really is fundamentally um it's the same conversation that i hear a lot of small businesses about having a website they say well i use facebook to market my my business and i don't need a website or i've got a website but i don't really spend any time or money on it we do all the marketing through facebook and it's the same um and we've had these conversations a few times but it's the same thing of having your own website and having it and hosting it yourself or buying a total SaaS solution. And that says um, you would be bonkers to totally just rely on Facebook to market your business because if somebody makes a complaint about you or says that, you, you know, makes a serious um like I say, some form of complaint that it might not be justified. It might be a competitor just making um, unjustified um, claims about your advertising and how you use Facebook. Or you might break the conditions of Facebook by accident. Um, and who reads Facebook's terms and conditions? I've never, and I'm sure you haven't, Cindy. Nope. Um, and they suspend your account. Um, I do a lot of work. My two passions are WordPress and Facebook. And I've had a bit of experience trying to get a suspended Facebook account reset up. And I have had some success because I actually got some phone numbers of people I can actually ring up. But it was still a nightmare. And for the average person, good luck to you. Can you, you know, so that's really damaged their business. I'm not saying that you shouldn't use Facebook, but it shouldn't be the central hub of your business. And it's the same with your membership site. I am biased and I make no bones of it, is that if you really, really are going to build a business 
and a really profitable business, build it on an open source platform like WordPress. Do not spend hundreds, tens of thousands of money on somebody's SaaS platform. Um, I don't think that's a great idea, Cindy. Yeah, well, and that's often the argument that I hear too, is you never know what, you're at the mercy of what decisions that company makes in terms of pricing, in terms of access, in terms of availability. There's all sorts of, you know, variables that you can't control from that perspective. So it's a trade-off, right? Well, it's, I totally understand. And be quite truthful about it. Set up a membership learning management system on WordPress 18 months ago with some of the bells and whistles that are offered with the full integration of these SaaS products was a pain in the posterior. That situation's eased a lot. Um, and I, I myself offer a solution to that on the WP Tonic site. But in general, a lot of the key um, pain points, um, but it can't, it still can't totally uh, match the total um, ease of use of some of the leading SaaS um, solutions out there. Um, but you do, but there is a price that's paid for that. Um, and it normally rears its head on a slightly as you progress in your business. Um, those consequences start rearing their head quite, and they tend to get bigger and bigger, Cindy. Yep. I think we're coming to the end of this. Um, I think we've given some good insights of some of the things that should be in your mind, don't you, Cindy? How can people find out more about what you are up to, Cindy? Well, if uh, you're looking to create an online course and need some help in how to structure it and how to make it uh, make it. Um, an excellent learning experience for your clients. You can visit me over at thecoursewhisper.com and um, reach out to me on LinkedIn. I'm, I've been spending a bit of time on LinkedIn and I'd love to hear about what uh, what you're working on. And I can't highly rate Cindy more um, as she's become the co-host. She's a, a fantastic lady, a lady of integrity. And she really knows the stuff as well, folks. So if you're looking for somebody to help you with all that content, I can't highly rate Cindy more. Um, if you want some help on the technical side, the hosting, and you want to commit yourself to WordPress, we'd love to help you either with a new site, a new membership membership site, or if you've got an existing one and you want to come back to WordPress, we're here to help you out, folks. That's what I'm committed to, and we'd love to help you out. And we'll be back next week with a fabulous guest with more insights that will help you grow your membership learning management system website to the success that you wish and imagine. We'll be back next week, folks. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to WP Tonic, the podcast that gives you a spoonful of WordPress medicine twice a week.